Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zomrom-Com Shaun of the Dead, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And for our first guest, we have returning from our uh, from our spaced coverage, Ali Coluccio. Welcome back. Howdy. Glad to have you here. Um, today, we are taking a bite out of Minute 26, which begins with a message from Sean's mother. And ends with uh, Sean walking the zombie-infested streets of London. Mm-hmm. <laughs> obliviously. Obliviously. Week. Yeah. <laughs> obliviously walking. Um, so uh, I guess the first thing that I noticed here in this, um, this sort of uh, push-in shot into the kitchen, which we started uh, last week, um, the first thing I noticed was uh, – with Sean's mother's message, sure. He ref- she she refers to to uh, Philip as dad, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. refers to Liz as Elizabeth, which yes. I find I, well. And what I what I really love about that as a detail is that one, all Sean ever does is correct people that Phil Philip is not his dad. <laughs> But mm-hmm. she refers to him as as that. And then calling Liz Elizabeth, she wouldn't know any better because she's never met her. So it's like this this weird sort of like congruence of of like miscommunication or I don't know. Like it's it's really just interesting how just a small detail of which names she uses to reference people tells you a lot about her, about Sean, and about their relationship in each other's lives. Yeah. And, and it really is that level of detail down to, you know, like, like each, every exchange has that kind of character building to it is, you know, I, I, one of the reasons that the movie feels so, so deep, even though it, it covers such a short span of time. Right. It's funny because I, I feel like this movie literally has a Chekhov's rifle. <laughs> Um, and I and I just feel like that's kind of how Edgar Wright makes films. Like, there's nothing in there that doesn't that isn't in there on purpose. Well, I, I wonder how many drafts they go through um, with, like, in regards to this to the screenplay. Uh, but but what I found interesting actually is that looking into the screenplay, like reading through the screenplay, uh, Barbara's message isn't here. Like, it's not in the script. It just says. Uh, as Liz and Barbara's messages play, he scrawls something on the board and then sl- drunkenly slumps onto a kitchen chair. Um, so it doesn't actually say what her message is. So I, I, I don't know if that was something that they wrote in post or what, but it does. It definitely does sort of create that that same 
uh, structure that they seem to that they seem to love so much, uh, and, and it is so pro- prevalent in uh, Edgar Wright films. Yeah, just it, it was like it, like was that like an on set rewrite or was that just like in a later draft? Like that's interesting. I wonder how that stuff is is uh, created on the day, like the little details. And I wonder if it's not something that is easier to do once you've kind of you know gotten everything out. You know how to like mm-hmm. add those little character touches now that you've established the characters. And I feel like something uh, like a an answering machine message or anything that's kind of recorded is probably done in post mm-hmm. or at least after like regular filming is done. You, you would think so. Uh, I, although I would say it has to have at least been written, even if it wasn't recorded because you have to have somebody off camera saying it to time Sean's actions to it. True. Um, Cause everything is so like tightly timed to the message. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that could just be something they wrote on the day and gave it to somebody to read off camera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for all we know, Naira, Naira is sitting off camera reading that. Uh, who knows? Um, but uh, I do like this this concept of Sean literally taking his life back to the drawing board. <laughs> I just... I just really like that as a, uh, I don't know, as like a visual uh, reference. Yeah. And it's, and, and what, what we find is like the next morning when we see what he wrote on the, on the uh, dry erase board on the fridge, um, it's more of that, you know, patented Edgar Wright foreshadowing. You know, we talked about that um, a couple of weeks ago with the, uh, the conversation in the pub between Sean and Ed Um where Ed just basically foreshadows the entire movie uh, that we're about <laughs> to watch. Um, but here, you know, Sean, Sean is basically doing it again because the message says, go round moms, get Liz back, sort life out. And that's exactly what happens. Uh, <laughs> you're just, you know, with zombies. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's actually kind of unnecessary when you think about it, but it's just like, another fun detail it's like yeah we get it dude the movie's gonna happen soon like we're, <laughs> we're, we're watching it yeah it's you know I, i'm really just now realizing uh, it, 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 it's so subtly done but like you know the the reason that the sean costume has become such like a, a halloween staple this past decade is is because he he didn't change out of his clothes and <laughs> i I know how uncomfortable I am when I'm wearing the previous day's clothes into the next day. And it just really recontextualizes the movie for me in a way. <laughs> yeah. It, I just love that. Like basically this whole thing happens while Sean is terribly hungover. Yeah. It's, it, it's something you kind of can't appreciate if you watched the movie when you were a teenager, like I was, but <laughs> Looking back, you're like, oh, wait, yeah. Like, you have some more miles on you than you did when yeah. you were, like, 14, 15. Well, it's funny because, like, I feel like I watched this in college and it's just, like, you definitely know what it's like to, like, wake up the next morning and like, the clothes from, like, last night and, like, just power through the day. But still, mm-hmm. doing that at, like, 20 is a lot different from doing that, like, yeah. uh, what are we going to say? Though? He's in his late 20s, pushing 30? Yeah, he's 29. 
but uh yeah so this the uh the lighting transition um is another sort of you know we've been talking about these sort of visual staples of of Edgar Wright as a filmmaker and this is definitely one of those the uh the lighting transition where we hold on a still image and the only thing that changes is the lighting and i i don't know for sure my my guess would be that this is done practically um where they have some sort of switch set up where they 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 flip the switch and the lighting changes from night lighting to day lighting uh cuz i assume that this is a set and not an actual house uh yeah. and and so like i assume that'd be a pretty easy not an easy setup but like relatively easy as opposed to like if you were on location uh, and you know, the window behind him is like frosted, which makes it easy too. But, um, I don't know. Cause I, this, this recurs a lot. Like it happens in Scott Pilgrim. Um, mm-hmm. it happens yeah, in yeah, Hot yeah, Fuzz. The, the sudden, mm-hmm, the disorientation yeah. of like time passing suddenly. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the, but this might be the first time that we see that. Cause I don't remember this transition happening in space at any point. Yeah, characters in space really got their sleep. Yeah, they did. Oh man, that's the other thing. He's like literally been like sleeping on. Is he even in a chair that he passes out in in the kitchen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's kind of like on a, he's on a kitchen chair that's like away from the table. One of those. Mm-hmm. My question to you guys is: um, Could you you have been able to do that? Are you able to sleep like anywhere in your apartment or your your your, your place of living? I should say. If I'm drunk enough, sure. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> – well, it depends because like I've definitely – now now that I'm older, uh, passing out from drink is a little bit different <laughs> where I usually like, oh, if I – I can pretty much pass out anywhere, but I'll wake up around like four in the morning and yeah. be like, all right, I need to move and get to a proper bed. Like I don't know that I'd be able to spend the whole night in the kitchen chair. Mm-hmm. But I could definitely see the whole like listening to the message scrawling uh, on my driver's board <laughs> that I still have. Yeah. Uh, and just passing out in a spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, ever since college, I always I always made a point of like making it back to my bed mm-hmm. before I like let myself pass out. I was like, I have to get to my bed. <laughs> Occasionally it'll just be the couch, but it's usually because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, sure, yeah. Ooh, let me watch TV. Mm-hmm. Or the yeah, like a a, a a safe, a safe place. But I also don't have stairs to go up, and I feel like Sean's bedroom is oh. on the second floor of this flat. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a key factor. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that we uh, we didn't mention before moving on to the next day, uh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, to Barbara's line of. Um, you know, oh, do I need yeah. to know anything about about like you know what she likes to eat? Because a lot of people don't eat meat nowadays. Uh, <laughs> it's it's great. I was I was surprised that was never in the trailers. Yeah, it's so clean. Yeah, it is. It is good. Um. So so Sean goes out uh, into the living room. Yeah. Oh, we oh, real yeah. quick. I did just um. We were talking about uh, connections to other movies. Uh, next to the uh, the dry erase board are kind of like photo booth clips of Sean and Liz. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they remind me a lot of the the photo booth clips that you see of Scott Pilgrim and Envy Adams. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
Sure. Ooh. Very similar. Uh, so, so when Sean uh, goes out, I, I love Ed's just pained expression on his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you up so early, Sean? He's sleeping, he's but he looks so like it hurts. Yeah. It hurts him when he's like, sleeping. Yeah. I mean, they drank a lot last night. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And he's just in pain. And, um, Sean asked him, you know, Ed has a room though, right? No, Sean. No, he, he sleeps on the couch. God, every night for years. Yeah. That's why, <laughs> that's why he's terrible. He's a terrible roommate. That's why. Uh, so, so Sean asked, you want anything from the shop? And Ed says Cornetto. And of course the concept of wanting, craving a Cornetto as a hangover cure is something that uh, was an Edgar Wright thing. Um, apparently that's, oh. that's his hangover cure is, is a Cornetto. And so, and that's how it ended up huh. in the movie. Um, he has an interesting uh, snack. T- I remember hearing that like his favorite, uh, like once at his favorite, like movie snack was like thin mints or something. Hmm. And I remember that being like weird enough for me to be like, Oh, interesting. I've never heard anyone else say I, that. It's yeah. funny now that like, I mean, and I've heard of a lot of weird hangover foods, but ice cream is uh, not one I would normally expect. Yeah. I'm going to have to try this. It was more of always like a, a vibe was important to me. Like, like I, in the mornings it was always like, let's go to a place where there's like $10, steak and like coffee and like hash browns well, i mean i i grew up in jersey and the the northeast so like oh, sure. diner is just it's always an mm-hmm. option it's always open it's like oh uh-huh. should yeah. i get my hangover food done early and go to the diner at like two after we've been drinking all night and get kicked out of the bar or do i wait until the next morning yeah right yeah, let's get a club sandwich at I three mean, in the eggs, morning. Eggs right. and toast. Eggs and toast and cheese are always going to be my hangover go-to. Yeah, see, my, mine is uh, mine is a shower and uh, strong coffee and a big breakfast. And, and 20 push-ups. It's, oh, God. No. No. Whoa. No, not at all. I don't know. Why, why yours was, sounded why, so man for some why, reason. You why? said yours was just why? confident. But why? Because I used the word strong when I described my coffee? <laughs> In a, in like in a really cool, healthy way, not like in a toxic way. It just felt like a very like like yeah, that's what like Dermot Mulroney does when he has a hangover. I feel <laughs> like I would I I so now now when I'm hungover, I get heartburn. <laughs> yeah, all the okay. things yeah, that yeah, you yeah. learn as you get older. Uh, and so like push ups on top of that would be a no. I no, hard pass absolutely not. No. Hard pass. Although exercise is not a thing. Yeah. Oh, Pedialyte is my new best friend. Sure, sure. Uh, so I I do want to talk about. Um, I mean, so I, I I tried to look up enough interesting information on this, so not to completely bore our British listeners. Um, <laughs> so I do have I do have a, a an extra element to this uh, that may you guys may find interesting, but I do want to talk about Cornetto uh, as a uh, as a you know a thing as a brand as a as an everything so um cornetto ice cream introduced in 1959 is actually italian 
okay. not yeah. wow. British. They sell it in England, but hey. it's, it's it is actually Italian because of course Cornetto is Italian say, for Little Horn. Yeah. So uh, so the, so yeah. So it's uh, it's Italian. Uh, the flavors, including the one that is in this movie, uh, is strawberry. Um, is the is, mm. that's the one that's in this movie, uh, the red Cornetto. There is uh, mint chocolate, which is of course the uh, the Cornetto in the World's End. And then yes. you have nut, lemon, uh, whippy. Ooh. There is a Valentine's Day flavor, which I don't know what that means, uh, wow. but that's apparently a thing. Uh, there's the Cornetto. <laughs> uh, there's a Cornet Cornetto Enigmas, which have like cookies and cream, raspberry, and double chocolate oh. flavors. Ooh. And then there there is actually a Cornetto Soft, which is typically sold by street vendors. Um, and made on the spot. So it's, you know, more oh. of like a Dairy Queen <laughs> kind like of operation. Any of that. Uh, why? It's dairy. It's like Dairy Queen. It's a dull whip. I, yeah. I, soft Cornetto. I just have a weird, like, uh, reaction. I guess it's how some people are with you know, the there, there are pills that you can take if you have a soft Cornetto. Um, you just got to make <laughs> sure. That- yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I'm, I just the, the mint one sounds always the most appealing to me, but that's just like mint ice cream is always. Isn't there like too. an original recipe flavor Cornetto that's just like vanilla with yeah. chocolate and oh, like vanilla whatever. ice cream and the nuts on the top, and the yeah, nuts on the top. and that's that's the Hot Fuzz brand, um, yeah, Hot Fuzz uh, flavor. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. so this was the the interesting part. I would I would think for my for for our British listeners is that um, the Cornetto was created in 1959. So I, it mm-hmm. says that the uh, Italian manufacturers, which was based, they were based in Naples. They invented uh, because, like, selling frozen ice cream cones was impractical because you had, you, like, you couldn't mass produce them because the ice cream would soak into the cone and it would, you know, it would ruin the whole thing. It wouldn't be a crunchy cone anymore. <laughs> and so these Italian guys invented the concept of insulating the waffle cone with a coating of oil, sugar, and chocolate. Now, in mm. America, candy that's shell. called a, right. <laughs> in America, that's called a drumstick. Uh, right. And you know, the drumstick yes. is filled with the cone. So then I went down a rabbit hole of looking into the drumstick brand ice cream, which used to be its own thing before Nestle bought it in 1991, mm-hmm. uh, and. And they, uh, they, they actually, when it was originally introduced in 1928, the drumstick, it didn't have the chocolate insulation. It didn't have the chocolate insulation until they ripped it off from, from the Cornetto. So the Cornetto actually did invent the chocolate insulation to the cone. And then the, the drumstick was like, oh, that is better. And then they just stole it. So as is the American way. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that was like an interesting, like weird bit of uh, corporate ice cream espionage. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like the sooner story, I guess, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's uh, ice cream, ice cream. Uh, and then we get, uh, we get Sean recreating the walk to the shop. <laughs> This, of course, being uh, – it's either – I forget which is which, but I, I believe – I don't think they did both of the the walks to the shop in one day. I think it's like day one and day two 
Uh, and I don't remember which is which, but uh, this is either the very first day of filming or the second day of filming uh, because they they shot these first and uh, back to back. So, yeah, so this is very early on. Uh, it's a you know, it's funny because I, I'm sure there's a lot going on as far as, you know, blocking and making sure that you're hitting your your targets and making it look flawlessly, you know, yeah. like that's. That's very important. Um, I mean, he gets to cheat by look by like looking down while he's walking and making that look natural. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is sort of like, it's kind of an easy day because to a certain extent you just sort of have to show up and follow your, your, your path, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, it's sort of like, it's it's, it's all craft, no art. It's one of those days. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, which, which I imagine is, you know, a really nice, first day for an actor because it's like okay how does my how does my character walk how does he react to things how just like how does he move and you kind of i imagine you would get into the like the skin of your character easier starting the 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 starting the shootout with something like this yeah kind of easing into Mm -hmm. it you know that that's actually like what actors do a lot for their training is like walking around like a, a a space for a few minutes at a time and like trying out different, you know, leading with different parts of their body and so forth. Mm -hmm. One of the things I really do like about this shot, uh, and we'll get more of this tomorrow, but I really like that he's passing zombies to the shop (laughs) that he's going to pass coming back home that are, and they're all going to be closer but not like that much closer, <laughs> just like a closer. little closer because <laughs> they're just like, you know, they're just shambling down the street because they're zombies. Uh, I just I really like that. They got nowhere to be. Timing and everything. Um, yeah, that's all I have for this minute. Do you guys have uh, anything else? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, you guys are good. All right. Well, uh, we will be back tomorrow uh, to talk about Minute 27. Uh, if you are on Facebook and you want to get uh, you know involved with the show and, and open up discussion, uh, we just had um, – this sort of dates this recording, but we did just have somebody people, – people correct us a second time uh, about uh, the, the job that um, – that David has because we originally thought oh, he was an architect. <laughs> we originally thought he was an architecture lecturer, right? Okay. And we were like, yeah, we were satisfied with that being the thing. And then I read in the script that uh, that Diane's mentioned that David was show would show off his listed buildings. And so then mm-hmm. I thought then we thought, oh, okay, so that that actually wasn't right. So so she said listed building, so he must be a real estate agent. Only to learn later that listed buildings means something completely different in England. <laughs> it actually means like buildings of architectural relevance. And ah. and so she he is showing her like architecturally like cool buildings and stuff. And that's what they call listed buildings in England. Uh, While as like, you know, in America, you know, we call listed buildings. That means it's for sale. Right. Uh, So, yeah. Wow. Well, now I know what that Los Campesinos song is about. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. So, yeah, if you want to get into the excitement of of, uh, correcting us about our stupid American ways, 
Uh, <laughs> uh, go to the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub on Facebook and uh, join in the fun there. It's it's seriously everybody's so nice, and the corrections are never mean spirited. It's always just like, "Hey, uh, English person, this is what this means," and we're like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> so yeah, we're pretty lucky so far not to have any like dickheads. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty nice. Um, so go uh, if you're on Facebook, go join the community the the community over there at the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow over. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.